Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina and Abby. Today, Michelle is away, um, tending to some personal things. And me and Abby are here to talk to you all about the Bachelorette premiere. We're here to talk to you about last week's episode of Temptation Island and the Big D. I'm going to let you know some of the top and the bottom looks that were on Project Runway last week. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about the Bachelorette premiere because I don't normally like premieres. Actually, I wasn't a huge fan of this one, but honestly, I thought that it was like, okay for a premiere. (laughs) I liked it. And you know how I feel about, I did not really enjoy the last Bachelorette with Gabby and um, Rachel. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, Charity was one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was really excited to watch it. And I, I actually enjoyed it. I like that there wasn't as many um, gimmicky entrances as we usually get. Same. It was very kind of um, up front and straightforward. Yeah. I mean, there were like little things to like make you remember, but it wasn't like, like Jojo when she came in with the unicorn or like cupcake on Caitlyn's season when he came in on the like um, cupcake car, you know, there's just like so many different gimmicky things that the bachelor and the bachelor are kind of known for and we saw a little of the like hey this is who i am but not so much like the gimmicky stuff i thought right so this episode starts out charity's talking it's like an intro for her and um her she's talking to her brother about the journey and this is while they're at home um and she's just you know like kind of letting us know how she's prepared for this and like how she wants to get married and she's ready to find her husband and she thinks she can be a good partner. And, um, so after we see that we have like these little moments throughout this whole, um, episode where some of the previous bachelorettes, like they don't come in to talk to her, which I thought was interesting, but instead they send these like little video message messages So the first one that we got was from Jojo and she just wishes her luck on the video. What did you think about them doing a video instead of having those girls there in person? I liked it. Really? Yeah, I did. More than Um, them going to the mansion and talking to her? Yeah, because I mean, that could possibly still happen this season. Okay, true. So I thought the premiere was good, just focusing like on the guys and just having a little like clips of mm-hmm. the previous the women. Because it was like JoJo and Caitlin and who yeah, else was we, it? Um, we saw Desiree, um, Allie. Allie. Yeah, I think those are the ones we saw. Yeah, so it's just like all focused on her and the guys and didn't take up too much time with them and they could hope I mean I always like to see them if I know them make an appearance so maybe they will in the future hopefully so then we have our limo entrances the thing that the bachelor I feel like that's like other than will you accept this rose a limo entrance is like the thing that the bachelor is kind of like known for Mm mm-hmm 
So our first person out of the limo is Aaron B. And he gets an intro package. And when I when I talk and I say, like, these guys get an intro package, that means that something was filmed back home with them that they sent into ABC or ABC had them film after they got accepted to show, like, kind of who they are um, and have us get to know them just a little bit better. So... If and they how had, long have they been doing that? The intro the packages? Yeah. I don't have since I've been watching it. Oh, okay. They didn't but do not, that years ago. But not everyone, or maybe you don't remember. <laughs> I don't know, because like Caitlin, they had intro packages. I've never watched Caitlin's. Have you watched Chris Souls? That's when I started, Chris Souls. Nope. And then I also watched um Shoot, what's her name? The season that Ari was on and Jeff? Emily. Emily Maynard. (laughs) No, I didn't watch hers. I went back and I watched that um, just because Ari was going to be The Bachelor. Yeah, no, I I took, I had a long break, so. Gotcha. Okay. Well, they've been doing it for a while. Because, like, Ben Higgins was from Caitlyn's season and um he was season 20 of the bachelor now we're on season 20 of the bachelorette okay shows you how much i pay attention because i was like oh i like this that they're so showing some intros i thought it was a new thing so funny oh okay but that's okay but that's okay i mean but that's also like the difference of like you just started watching it to take notes and like podcast about it a year ago so you know, you watch it, you're watching it with a different eye now than you did then. What, what season did we start podcasting about it? Ari's? No. No. Um, Not Ari. Um, Clayton, maybe? No, we didn't. Cause I didn't watch that season. I think Becca. So then it was Gabby and. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not Becca. Gabby and Rachel was our Gabby first. and Rachel. Okay. Because Gabby and Rachel came from Clayton, and if you didn't watch Clayton, then it had to have been Gabby and Rachel. Yeah. Okay. So Gabby and Rachel, and then Zach, and now, and Bachelor in Paradise, of course. And now, our second season of The Bachelorette that we'll, we will be talking about, Charity. So anyway, um, little sidetrack there. Aaron had an intro package, and what he does, he for his little intro or like when he meets charity is he says he's going to flip a coin and if it's heads, he's going to stay. And if it's tails, he's going to leave. Well, it was a two-sided coin. So of course he, he stayed. And um, I thought that was kind of cute. It was just, you know, a little like, Hey, remember me? I'm the, the, you know, coin flip guy, but it wasn't like this like big dramatic thing. It was just like a little something. I liked it. I think it was cute, but that's because throughout the whole episode, I liked Aaron. I I, I I listed. I have my favorites that I put down, so we could talk about like our favorites so far. And he was one of them, so maybe I'm biased that I thought it was cute, but yeah. No, he was one of my favorites too. Okay, so my fantasy team is stupid. So I didn't have Aaron on my fantasy league at first, and I had some guy that got eliminated. So Aaron is now on my fantasy league. Because oh, I need to check I mine to see if anyone got eliminated who I picked. 
Um, yeah, so I dropped him and I picked up Aaron. I, I think it was Nick, maybe. Um, okay. How many so, guys got eliminated? Just four, right? Let me look. One, two, three, six. Six got eliminated. So we go from 25 to 19. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just counted. I had 19 who got, who I wrote down who got roses. So yeah, six. Okay. Anyways. Um, okay, so Josh is next and he says her last name when he takes her hand and he puts it on his heart and just kind of introduces himself. Um, next we have Joey. Joey gets an intro package and he puts a flower behind her ear, um, and says that he put it behind her right ear because she's currently single. And the goal is to put it on, on her left ear, which means, um, that she's taken in Hawaiian culture. So I thought that was really cute. I would have been, I don't know. I mean, I liked Joey, but yeah, I would have been. He's on my top five favorites, too. <laughs> I, I like him, too. <laughs> um, Yeah, he was, like, one of my favorite guys, for sure. Um, So, the next person that we have is Warwick. And he got her a plane ticket for his hometown date, which I thought was super ballsy. But I like the, like, manuscript manifestation aspect of it and like hey like I believe in us this is gonna happen type thing I don't know I thought it was I don't know I I loved it because maybe it's because of who the personality I saw out of him because he's not arrogant at least not that I've seen yet mm -hmm. and he seemed really sweet so I thought it was if someone who was all cocky and whatever came in and did that I'd be like stupid but of who he was I liked it our next person is Xavier I know in our group chat about the bachelor shout out Caitlin <laughs> yeah shout out Caitlin because now we're all Xavier fans already before the season even started Xavier is this super attractive guy who is a scientist and he's just got a lot going for him. He did get an intro package. Um, and he tells us in his intro package that he is working on his doctorate de degree in biochemistry. So he's smart. <laughs> Our next person is Caleb. Caleb is a doctor, and he has her listen to his heart with a stethoscope. Um, I liked this. I thought that, I thought it was cute. Um, again, like, I really like that these, these little gimmicks that they're doing are, like, so simple, and it's not this, like, huge, I don't know, riding in on a wiener boombiol or something like that. Um, Khalid. He says Charity's name means love, and his name means eternal and forever living. And if they, like, put their names together, then it'd be, like, love eternal um, forever. So that, I really liked that. I like that he brought in the meaning of their names. I think that this is, like, maybe one of my favorite little 
gimmick entrance things just because um I'm big on like meeting and numbers and all that universe stuff I guess and I don't know I just thought that it was really cute I really liked that entrance a lot um Nick comes in next and he is fighting for her the next person is John Henry and um he's the one that comes in with the underwater headgear because he's a commercial diver and he wants to dive deep with her. I think that um, John Henry is probably the most gimmicky thing that we've seen, but I feel like I felt like that at first when I first saw him, but then I felt like, okay, this is okay just because it really had to do with him. It wasn't just a gimmick and like, it was about his actual job. So I thought he was, it was kind of cool that he was able to tie that in. Um, the next person that we have is the other Aaron, and he brings a candle to make a wish together. Um, kind of like I said about Khalid and like the meaning and, and all of that. I, I thought the making a wish together was really cute. Um, I thought the candle, like, obviously, that's an ode to a birthday wish. Um, I think maybe it would have been more up my alley if it was, like, um, like a dandelion or whatever. But I still, I don't know, I thought it was cute. Then we have, um, Tanner. I liked Tanner. I thought he was really cute in like this like kind of innocent way um Me too. i love him yeah yeah i think he's super cute i think he's probably one of the most attractive guys there yeah i thought he was really cute too and he's from pittsburgh and in pittsburgh at like sporting events um they wave their um terrible towel and so he brought a tanner towel for her. And I thought that was really cute too. I thought a lot of these were cute. Yeah. And not over the top. Mm-hmm. So the next person is Chris. Chris gets an intro package and he does a black back flip for her. Um, he is the world record holder for the highest standing jump and is a professional dunker. Okay, I didn't like him. Really? I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. There's Why? just something. Because I felt like if he does all that, I guarantee you he's really big on social media or mm-hmm. wants to be or, you know, something along those lines. Okay, um, so-, so I really wonder if he's going to be there for the right reasons. I can see that perspective, but at the same time, like, Instagram is not what it was three to five years ago, you know? Like, they don't make as much money from Instagram as they used to. Um, It's just, like, too... Yeah. Yeah, so if you follow Bachelor data, like, people that come off The Bachelor don't get near as many followers as they used to. And you have to be, like, really... 
like good at social media in order to gain that following. Like I would say like Susie from Clayton season, she is a really good example. She has like a very big following, but she does like, she's a content creator. She doesn't just post Instagram ads, which it used to be, you get off the show, you post an Instagram ad and you're like, have a million followers. That's not really a thing anymore. You have to like actually be a good content creator in order to get those followers. Gotcha. Like Zach, I'm pretty sure I'll look it up right now, but I'm pretty sure he only has like 300,000 followers. It's not that much. But don't they still get to promote stuff and get paid for promoting stuff or no? Is that not a thing anymore? No, they still get to promote stuff. It's just that like the people who were making careers as Instagram influencers and not having any other job they have like a million followers. Zach being a lead on The Bachelor only has 215,000. So wow. Okay. Yeah. So like Katie, I mean, girls always get more than guys, but even Katie, his winner only has 299,000. Whereas like Caitlin Bristow has 1.9 million. And let's see how many Becca has. And Becca... Kufrin has 1.1 million, 1.2 million. Becca Tilly has 1.1 million. So the people who were like back in that age of when Instagram got really big, they still have like all these followers and they are like big influencers. But people who are going on The Bachelor on like recent seasons don't have as much of a following. Like Hannah, um, Hannah Brown, 2.7 million. Hannah Ann, 1.2 million. Hannah Godwin, 1.5 million. So, like, Peter's season is, like, one of the last seasons that had that those big followings. Because if you look at, um, like, Gabby, uh, let me look. What is her last name? I can't find. I'll just go to Rachel, Rachel. So like Rachel, the lead from last season has 531,000. So it's like way less than what it used to be. So like, yeah, like they can still um, make money or like Genevieve. Let's see what she has. She was on that season. Genevieve only has 257,000. So it's like, Yeah, they can still make money off of Instagram, but it's more of, like, with those kind of following numbers, like, that's, it's not their main, it can't, it's not going to be their main job unless all they're doing is posting Instagram ads. Some of these people missed the boat. Yeah. So, I actually learned that um, listening to Ben and Ashley's podcast. Okay. I didn't realize it, but it's very true. But yeah. Um, but I see what you mean about him being very out there. Um, honestly, like him and there's a couple other people too that are on the season that I doubt that she would actually pick, but I'm excited to see them in paradise. And he's one that I'm really excited. Like, he's definitely going to paradise, you know? Like, we know already? Or... I mean, we don't know, but, like, 
you're just figuring. Well, he got eliminated night one and they gave him an intro package. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So I think they want him to go to paradise and I don't see him being the type to turn it down. So at first when I thought like people were talking about or in the group chat, Swaz was talking about how he was at that party and everybody thought that um, Brayden, who's our next person, was going to get eliminated. He got he had an intro package, too. And in my head, I was thinking at first when I saw that, I was like, okay, but they're not going to eliminate him because he got an intro package. But I didn't say that in the chat because then in my head, I was like, actually, you know, who else got an intro package who didn't make it? on on night one and that's grocery store joe and look at him now he's like one of the like he's literally the host of the bachelor happy hour podcast like he's the face of the bachelor and he was was a night one eliminated person now granted that's not common it's not gonna happen very often but i don't think that they would give somebody an intro package wanting us to get that to know them more if they didn't have plans for investment yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm if they didn't think that, like, this is somebody we want the audience to get to know. Um, yeah. So, like I said, um, Brayden is our next person. He did get an intro package, and he brings her a shot of tequila. And I really liked that. I thought that that was, like, the perfect little icebreaker. It's, like, an ode to, like a quote-unquote traditional way of meeting somebody like oh I just met him at a bar like you know how people say like oh like people are just on dating apps now like you can't meet anybody in a bar anymore like you know I thought that it was just like kind of funny that he brought her a shot of tequila um so I don't know I thought that I don't know I liked it um our next person is Spencer he was very awkward he tells her that he's into martial arts and he offers to let her kick him in the balls which she does not do and they kind of laugh about because he's like i was afraid you were actually going to do it and yeah, <laughs> oh that was really awkward to watch um yeah it was so the next person is Caleb. Caleb also got an intro video. He is a professional wrestler. And I just, I don't think he got an intro video because he's the winner. I do not see Charity picking him in the end in any way, shape, or form. But I do think that he's somebody that, like, ABC wants us to know. Like, they're bringing him back. Yeah. Didn't care for him. So the next three people, we don't really see what their intro is. We just hear her saying that they're tall. And these three people are Joe, Caleb K, and Adrian. So many Caleb's. Yeah. Well, two. Two Caleb's and two Aaron's. No. Three Caleb's. What? Caleb K. Oh, yeah, no, three Caleb's, you're right. The first Caleb and the wrestler Caleb. The doctor, the wrestler Caleb, yeah. And the tall Caleb, you're right. Three Caleb's and two Aaron's. And they all got a rose, so we're going to be confused because they're all staying. 
great. <laughs> don't they know that people podcast about this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they never take our feelings into consideration. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So the, the next person is James. He's an attorney. Our next person is Peter, and he's a pilot. So he is our second pilot, Pete. Hopefully, we end up liking Peter the pilot better than we like pilot Pete. No. Not a do-over, please. Uh, and honestly, I didn't mind pilot, pilot Pete or Peter, whoever it was, mm-hmm. on on The Bachelorette is when he had the, the sh- bachelor. He had the show himself where I showed way too much of him and who he truly was oh my gosh and then all the aftermath of everything and then his bachelors in the city podcast and like all the stuff he said on that i'm like okay yeah yeah no like as a mess i mean i think that's what happens well i guess not all the time but it's gonna happen at least 50 percent of the time when you make somebody that's like 25 years bachelor yeah i can't even imagine navigating 30 dudes when i was 25 like no i probably would have been a hot mess too just Mm -hmm. saying same so the next person is michael i really liked michael he gives her a charm bracelet with a boat because he's a captain and i don't know i'm not normally like gifts isn't my like top love language or anything but I think in a situation like this where I was dating 30 guys like the people who did something to stand out like everybody's going to be giving you words of affirmation everybody's going to be trying to spend quality time with you Uh, you know like everybody's going to be trying to kiss you like all since the I think that those things are going to happen because they're like expected to happen the things that like the acts of service and the gifts are things that aren't on the top of my list, but I think in this situation would be because that's what makes you stand out. That's what makes you different from everybody else. That's what put that that's what makes you thoughtful. Saying you're beautiful, all 25 of these guys are tell, going to tell her that she's beautiful. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Well, my love language is acts of service. So I don't okay. know how many opportunity there is for that on this show so if I was ever the bachelorette I don't know I do like words of affirmation but not the you're beautiful words or Mm -hmm. you're this like more of appreciation yeah yeah words of affirmation yeah not not necessarily the compliments Mm -hmm. I like hearing what I'm doing well um like I like I know I'm doing well, but I'm sometimes like just like not as confident as I should be. So yeah. like, hearing that from like a partner does a lot for me. So my number one love language is quality time, but right behind it for me is words of affirmation. Nice. Yes. Um so But I do think love language, like, kind of change based on um, the situation and the place that you're in in your life. Like, I think that, um, like, confident Christina's love languages are different than, like, insecure Christina's, like, love languages, if that makes sense. 
Oh, a hundred percent. And like when I was in my early twenties, mine was like, um, probably gift giving and quality time. Mm-hmm. And now that's that. And I mean, that does a little touch. Like, I don't, I don't care about any of that. Really interesting, right? How two things yeah. change mm-hmm. at different, different times like, in your life. Yeah. Or like different experiences that you go through. Like if you go through some type of trauma or if you go through like some type of like positive life event, you know, like it can change based on like the different trajectory of your life. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Or like I just said, how for me, if I were in this situation, I think that the things that are harder for them to do, like gifts and acts of service would be higher up than the things that people just kind of expect on this show. But um, back to our list of guys. Taylor's next. He had a home video. He comes out of the the limo making a home video like, hey, kids, it's me, like, meeting your mom. I thought that was super cute and funny. Adorable. Adorable. I loved that. Um, Our next person was Sean, and he um, does a donation to charity check written for his heart. Um, I take back what I said about the diver being the most gimmicky one. I think this was the most gimmicky one. I wasn't feeling Sean. Neither was I. I was surprised he didn't get eliminated. I was too. Who was the guy that did the video? I'm trying to see if he got eliminated. Taylor. Taylor? Mm Mm-hmm. He got eliminated. Yeah. Poor guy. I liked him. Okay. Me Um, so the next person is John. Um, John does the fortune cookie and the fortune is you will meet the man of your dreams tonight. His name is John. He's one of my favorites. I really liked that. I would have, yeah, that, that was cute. Um, the next person is Doton and he gets an intro package and just kind of introduces himself, gives her a hug. Um, and then the very last person to arrive in a limo is Charity's brother. He comes to survive, surprise her. He gets into a disguise and he goes into the mansion as an undercover bartender. What do you think about Charity's brother being the undercover bartender? Well, I wish they could have given him a better disguise. Yeah. I don't mind it, but disguise was yeah terrible mustache was like falling off like one of the guys even said like is your mustache falling off bro like um but yeah um so one thing a little side note here that we got to see was outside of the bachelorette on the commercial break joe and serena they have a maybelline fit me foundation commercial um, this commercial airs twice during The Bachelorette, and I mean, like we said earlier, for a night one eliminatee, he really has done well for himself in this franchise. Oh, good for him. So happy for him. Um, and then we have our little cocktail party. So we find out a little bit about who she likes here. We find out that Joey gives her butterflies. Um, James' mom wrote Charity a letter and gave her cider and donuts. Okay, can I say something about that? Yeah. 
I adored that because normally I would be like, that's kind of cringe. But the fact that he did not know about the mom's letter and you could tell he didn't and he was kind of embarrassed, but he was sweet about it. I just really liked him mm-hmm. in that moment. Yeah, I thought that that was a really cute scene. And for like, I mean, they're all going to try to do something. They have to not get eliminated night one. So, yeah, I thought that that was a good one for sure. And that his mom was like willing to help. Like, I don't know. Um, so Xavier is her first kiss. And I she went all in on that too. She yeah. was the one that leaned in. Mm-hmm. Then we have like Joe and Charity screaming. Um, Michael talks about um not being into the petite type to like the other guys, which I thought was kind of interesting. And he's like, I don't know, kind of saying like charity isn't her type which i thought that was what was gonna get back to her from her brother but it wasn't well was it not in front of the i don't know i thought it was but maybe it wasn't i don't know but he stays i think mm-hmm. but i really i don't know i liked michael and he does stay so i, I don't think I, i'm not, i don't know i'm not mad about it um but i yeah that was interesting um John talks about family and her brother um, without even knowing that her brother's there and they kiss. Um, I really liked John a lot. And then Spencer tells her about his son. Now, let's talk about Spencer. Spencer is a little awkward. Um... I don't think, I think they'll try to get him on Paradise, and I think he's the type that, like, he might go, but um, I don't think this show or reality TV is for him, and I think that that's okay. I don't think it's for everybody, but um, you could tell he was very uncomfortable in front of the cameras. Bless his heart. He seems so sweet, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I I like Spencer, but I felt I found myself like feeling bad for him because, like, this—I don't know. Maybe it wasn't his episode. Maybe it'll be like first night jitters, and like it, he'll get over it. But I don't think so. No, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. And I definitely okay. So, like, without going any further. Um, so far, I definitely don't think that, um, charity season is going to be like Zach's season and that like the people that she didn't talk to night one are the people that got eliminated. Whereas like Zach didn't talk to Gabby or Ariel night one and they were in his top three. Wow. So I think this is going to be very different than what we saw last season for sure. Um, okay. So then she talks to Aaron B and he plays, um, the keyboard. They play the heads or tails game again, heads to get a kiss. He ends up admitting at this point that it's a two-sided coin. And so obviously (laughs) he gets the kiss. 
So at okay. this point, some of the guys think Nehemiah looks familiar. Um, Brayden talks to her about being cheated on, still having hope, and they actually, like, have this really great moment. They kiss, um, and they seem to be... She seems to like him after this, but then he goes off and he's kind of bragging about his kiss and being like showing his excitement about the conversation and how well it went to the other guys at the bar. So, right after, mm, yeah, so right after this, Nehemiah reveals he is in disguise and he talks to Charity. He says that he's pleasantly surprised by Aaron. Um, Aaron S. is skeptical of the process, but they agree that, like, it's night one and that's okay. But he kind of warns her about Brayden and says um, what he's been saying about everything. And so Charity goes and talks to Brayden, and he basically says, like, I wasn't trying to be, like, boastful. I was just, like, very excited in the moment. Um, I thought that we had a great moment if it was me and the role was reversed like i would have given you my first impression rose um, well, can i say something about this guy mm-hmm. i did not mind that he was boasting because he seemed excited I truly, I truly didn't see it as boasting i thought he was giddy and excited and just got all the butterflies and feels Mm-hmm. So I really don't think it was an asshole move. Mm-hmm. But with that said. You have to be conscious of the environment. I still wasn't vibing him. So he was one of my least favorites. I don't think he was at fault no. for that. But I don't know. There's something about him. I'm not feeling him. So we'll get to this in like very momentarily. But you're on the opposite side as me and Michelle on this one. No. Can't wait to hear. (laughs) But um so Charity talks to him about everything. She takes a moment to herself and she just kind of um at that point, like all the guys are talking about how like, oh my gosh, she's gonna get eliminated. But sure enough, she comes back with the first impression rose, and Brayden is our first impression rose winner. Um I don't know if I would have given it to Brayden just based on, like, if my brother said it to me, I think I'd be, like, more cautious. But I do like that she was, like, the thing is, is that you were right to feel that way because I felt the same way. Yeah, she definitely felt it. So, I have no problem with her giving it to him. No. That's how, you know, she felt. Mm-hmm. So, then we get to the rose ceremony. The first person who is called... I think that that's, like, kind of important in this situation just because um, it is the first rose ceremony and she calls Aaron's name first. Um, And then the people who are eliminated are Chris, the the flip guy, um, Khalid, Joe, Nick, Peter, and Taylor. So wait, what, what didn't Taylor do something cute or am I miss Taylor was the one that came with the home video. Oh yeah. Okay. 
the one we already talked about that I was upset that he got. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And then Peter is like, she didn't even give us a chance to have Pilot Pete 2.0. She was like, nope, Pilot Pete, bye. <laughs> if your name starts with Pete, you have to go. Yeah. Well, especially if you're a pilot. Yeah. So who was your MVP? Okay. So, oh my God. My MVP was the first Caleb. Because he did end up getting a rose. I think he's adorable. He's a he's a doc he's a doctor, a residence doctor. But he had the funniest line of the night when they're watching and that guy comes out and does the flip and he turns and he's like, what did he say? He said, God, he's out there doing backflips. I just work in HR. <laughs> but so is maybe he, he a, doctor? a doctor? Wait, am I there was a Caleb doctor. Caleb is the doctor. Oh, well, shit, there are three Caleb's. That. Are you thinking of a different Caleb that's not the doctor? I'm t- okay. So the one Caleb. I need you to look record. into this so I give the right Caleb points. <laughs> Who is the third Caleb? The tall Caleb. Is he, is he white? I don't know. The Caleb I'm talking about that thought I said it. He's black with like a little bit longer hair. Okay. As- I will look into that for you into that i'm pretty sure he was the one that said the thing oh no i may have changed my mvp Uh, okay and then my lvp was um um the guy doing the bat flips no okay i didn't like him and he got eliminated okay that's fair that's fair um, did you have a best dress? I do. Okay. And I really want this guy. I, I, I don't know if he's going to be an asshole yet or not. I'm on the fence about him, but I don't want him to be because I think he's so freaking hot. But Aaron S. Okay. The firefighter. Okay. Um, okay. So Michelle... I do wish he had worn black shoes, though, instead of his brown shoes. But still, I liked his outfit. But anyways, okay. Abby, even getting down to the shoes, I love it. I know. I'm so proud. Maybe unpopular opinion. I've um, I've clearly made you do a few best dress in the past for you to. (laughs) You've come so far in the last year. I'm growing up. That's funny. Um, okay, so like I said, Michelle did did give us her um, awards. So her MVP was Brayden, and she says, "Why do I actually like him?" <laughs> and uh, I don't know. You get why? Um, and you know what I think it is about Brayden too. He's too like spastic for me. Okay, so I actually gave I'll just I'll just finish the MVPs here. Um I actually gave Brayden my honorable mention. Um I thought that it was impressive that 
they had that great moment. She felt the same thing. It was like a real genuine connection. Um, her brother was skeptical, brought it up to her, and he still got the first impression rose. Um, I think as far as like MVP of the episode, um, I gave it to to I gave an honorable mention to Brayden, but I gave my M- MVP to Aaron. Aaron. Oh, I was okay. I knew you were going to do that. And he was, I was going to tell you, he was going to be my honorable mention. But if the Caleb doesn't turn out to be my Caleb, then I'll probably give Aaron my MVP. Um, okay. Just let me know. Uh, but yeah, I give it to Aaron. I, I really liked Aaron. And like I said earlier, I, he wasn't on my fantasy team and I was watching this episode like, why did I not draft this guy? And I was actually like so excited that one of my guys got eliminated so that I can have Aaron on my team. Cause I think he's going to go really far. <laughs> um, so for LVP, Michelle said, it would be any of the nobodies who didn't make it. I guess it's hard to pick just one. Maybe Joe. <laughs> uh, Which one was Joe? I love her honesty there. Um, Joe was one of the first tall guy. Okay. Okay, so I had Nick eliminated who I picked. Me too. No. Oh, my yes. God. Okay. That's wild. Um, He's the one I dropped for for Aaron. Oh my God, listen to this. I had no idea. I just totally picked on pictures. I picked Xavier, Tanner, Aaron S. Um, John Henry, is he still there? Did we mm-hmm. like him? Mm-hmm. And Josh Young, whoever that is. Okay, so cool. So I can, I can, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm still an Aaron too. Yeah. No, I totally get it. If Aaron's not on your team, it's not a smart move. That's your fantasy tip of the day. I kind of want to pick the guy who did the fortune cookie too, though. John? John. Well, wait until one of your other people get eliminated and then pick him up. Okay. Um. Okay, so... For my LVP, I gave it to Spencer for all of the reasons I said, and, like, not just, like, that he's awkward, and I kind of feel bad doing it just because, like, he didn't, he, like, he didn't fit in there, but that's why I gave him my LVP, is because if I'm thinking, like, LVP of the episode, I wish you would have just eliminated him, honestly, because I just don't want to I just feel bad for the guy honestly I wonder how he was interacting with other men that night or maybe it is just like nerves and we'll get a different him next episode but I don't think so I don't think so and I'm kind of curious how he's gonna enter I hope I see some interaction with the other men if he's kind of like nervous and awkward around them too just his more of his personality I guess Mm mm-hmm um, so best dressed, Michelle gave her best dressed to John, the fortune cookie guy. Good choice. He was wearing a, um, like gray suit with a black tie. 
And I gave mine to Joey. And Joey was one of the few people who weren't wearing a tie. Most of them were. Um, He had this, like, black shirt on, like, button-up shirt on underneath. And I just liked that it was, like, kind of different from what everybody else was wearing. Because it seemed like everybody was wearing the same, for the most part, like, black suit, navy suit, tie. Like, they were, like, I don't even know. I would have to count. But... uh, a bunch of like pink ties it's like because oh, obviously oh it's a bachelorette i should wear pink like i don't know oh over it don't i just we kind of did something similar because aaron wasn't wearing a tie he was wearing a different colored suit like almost this like pretty like not this ugly tan but this pretty beige and like a white beige. shirt under yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i just but, thought like, that it was I'm different sorry. yeah and i thought that he looked hot like for everybody else to be wearing a, a tie, to be, like, like dressed up like that, and for you to, like, stand out and, like, dang, like, you look good. Like, that's why I gave Joey my best dress. All good choices. Okay, so we had another show that started that same day, Claim to Fame, but um, that is one of Michelle's favorite shows. So we're going to wait to talk about that with her, but we are um, going to... I'm actually, I'm just going to touch on Project Runway really quick because I'm not going to say a whole lot about it. And then we'll get into Temptation Island and the Big D. So on last week's episode of Project Runway, it was the um, unconventional challenge. It was a, they had to create a whimsical runway look out of items that they found at a toy store. Um, Some of the like, so the the major moments were just like Anna's crying because she has to completely change her look and like Victor apologizes for Corto for the way that he treated her in the past and um Kane works to like the very last second like Christian is yelling at him because he doesn't think he's going to get it done and um so those were I guess some of the like major moments that happened But normally we have a top three and a bottom three, but two people tied. We don't know which two, but there was a top four and a bottom three. So Prajay, Kane, Brittany, and Victor were um, the four that were in the top four. And the winner wins an industrial, industrial sewing machine and an industrial serger. So each challenger winning something, remember. Um, so the bottom three were Mila, Rami, and Laurence. So Michelle said that her favorite look was between Kane and Victor, but another favorite was Corto. If she had to pick a favorite, she would go with Victor. Her least favorite look, she has a lot of opinions here, okay? She says, I thought the judges got this really wrong. I didn't see how Anna's outfit fit into the challenge, and I also thought the playing card dress was playing it safe. I didn't like Rami's look at all. Overall, I didn't think Mila deserved to be cut. Oh, okay, I guess I should have said. Um, Mila is eliminated, and Victor wins the challenge. Um, She said she doesn't think that Mila deserved to be cut. I think Anna should have been gone because it didn't really fit the theme for her. And I kind of agree with that. Um, Anna struggled last time too. 
So I think that they have like high hopes for her, but, uh, and that's why they like keep her around, but I don't know. It's not looking great so far amongst these really good designers. Um, my favorite looks were either Kane or Brittany. Um, I think that Kane's look was, was maybe, was maybe my favorite, but I think like Brittany's look, it was like kind of prom dressy, but she did it in such an elegant way to think that that was made out of, out of toys. And it was like an unconventional challenge. I just thought it was like, shows what a great designer she is, um, to be able to pull that off. And so that's why, um, I kind of, I kind of really was impressed by Brittany. So that is our project runway update. And now me and Abby will move on to Temptation Island. So we have, we start with Miss Marcella. She is super upset that Chris outed her at the end of the last episode. Um, she still hasn't told her family and now this is going to be on national television. So that's a conversation she's going to have to have when she gets back home. Uh, she's not looking forward to, but all in all, um, she agreed that he was, he was able to, to say that. Um, and then the group kind of talks to Mark. Paul thinks that Caitlin kind of like gave him a look like she wanted him and she hasn't looked like at him like that in a while. So he liked that. Paris said that Tahik stood out to her and gives her butterflies and she doesn't feel that way about great, which I thought was very telling for her to like even say that in front of great. I was kind of surprised too. Because he seems like the type that would be, like, upset by that. But maybe she felt comfortable because, like, they're on TV. I don't know. She seems very aware that they're on TV. Yeah. She says something in episode. The next episode? I saw that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm, like, less than halfway. I'm, like, 20 minutes in to that episode, unfortunately. I wish I could have got it done, but I got off work a little later than I thought I was going to. Um... But then Vanessa, she thinks that she's a little baby cougar. She's, like, going for all the younger guys, which is interesting. Um, And then what I thought was really interesting is that when Mark confronts Chris about outing Maricela, he, like, doubles down on outing her and was like, she loves women. What can I say? No. Oh, my God. If we did LVP for this, like, I don't even know Chris great like oh my god these these guys they're just none god they're just not likable they're like really not um so then they have their final conversation before the separation and this pissed me off okay so I don't know if I wrote down specifics but these men we're saying their goodbyes and saying something sweet and then immediately following it with a shitty remark. Yeah. To them. And I'm like, God, what a dick move. I mean, I, that, to me, that's like a yeah. form of like verbal manipulation. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I didn't like it. Okay, so it's, like, not great as 
some of these guys are. I almost think that in the Roberto Vanessa couple, that Vanessa is the more toxic one. Oh, I agree with that. That boy does not want to be with her anymore. Not after, like... I think he just is stuck. I mean, maybe. Or maybe he just... I don't know. I can see him being the type that's, like, insecure or was insecure and, like, kind of let her treat him like that because she's older. So I think that, like, the reason that she goes for these young guys is because she wants to have control over them. Mm-hmm. Well, did you not... Did I mean, when the boys moved into the villa, she gave them a list of stuff that she doesn't yeah. like. And I mean, it... I, I just... I don't like that. I was married to that for years. And so I get like, obviously not actual PTSD, but I, 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 I was married to a control mm-hmm. person and it just, it just, yeah. Anyways. So do you want to go over the date selection? Um, I will. They pick, in, they pick in front of everyone. Yeah, they do. Um, let me get my notes. Hold on just a second. Sorry, I didn't mean to like put you on the spot. No, 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 you're fine. I did have to write notes for this because I'm like, still don't know who these like, people are. Yeah. Yet, who these people are and stuff. Literally, like when I was just watching that first part of episode three that is what i what i thought i was like okay who is this person what's this guy's name so honestly even like going over this like when i'm what i'm about to read i'm like (laughs) i don't really remember this but vanessa picks bryce um maricela picks chris christian okay baby thank you um kate no baby caitlin picks mike and Paris picks Christian. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Rob picks Marjorie. Chris picked. I didn't know who Chris. I didn't write down who Chris picked. I guess Alexis. Oh, Alexis. Okay. She was cute. Um, Paul picks Michaela. No shocker there. And great picks Nafisa. And then I think Vanessa was really shocked because. Uh, well, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter who he picked. She was going to insult that person in some way, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But she talks about um, Marjorie's attitude. Um, and then Paris also, was it Paris? Throws a jab because for whoever, she, she thought that who her guy picked that she connected with at the party and that she should have said no. Oh, because they were like friends. Yeah. Because they, they had gotten along, which I kind of was like, I really liked Paris the first episode, but now I'm like, this is a, this is a, she let loose quick. Yeah. This isn't what this is about. Like it's about, I don't know what game she thinks she's playing or what. Yeah. Anyways. So those two girls had had something to say. 
So then they have these like little party things, both of them. And during this party, Chris has like an absolute meltdown and <laughs> about like opening up and not being heard. God, the first breakdown of the season. And I'm not surprised that it was Chris. Personally. No, I think with the stuff you just said about him, I just think that that boy's confused. Wait, 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 wait. Not Chris. It wasn't Chris. It's Rob. It was Rob. Rob. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I knew who it was. I just said the wrong name. I'm sorry. Still learning. (laughs) So then they go on the dates and they're just like going boating and swimming in the ocean. They go snorkeling. Um, Chris and Marjorie like pretty quickly realize that they're just friends. And she actually suggests that Desiree might be a good match for him. Um, Caitlin says that it's easy to talk to Mike. Hall likes his date with Michaela, um, but talks about how it's Caitlin's choice in the end. Just interesting. What do you, what are your final thoughts about the second episode of Temptation Island? Um, I really want to find like, somebody to root for but I really haven't yet I think it's gonna end up being Hall and Michaela and I'm scared for that and I do like Caitlin but y'all are engaged and going on this show that can't be Mm -hmm. that's a lot you know yeah I totally agree and when they were saying bye she's like I want to marry you he's like I just want to marry you blah blah get out the fucking show (laughs) no y'all don't Right, just seeing one last. (laughs) I don't know. I cannot foresee any of these couples staying together. Yeah. Watch it like throw us a complete curveball, and in the end, like Great and Paris stay together. (laughs) Yeah, they. I would be dead. (laughs) Maybe Maricela and Chris, possibly. I don't know. They have some like codependent issues. That they need to work on. Very true. I don't know, girl. I just so, I want a couple to root for. I know. Me too. I think we're going to get that in our next show, though. In the Big I, D. So, I am loving Big D probably 10 times more than I like Temptation Island. Really? Yes. It's amazing. And I did go ahead and watch the third one. And I'm just like... I'm so sorry. I wanted I to be there. one. I, I, no, 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 you're fine. But it was so good. I was like, and after that, I was like, okay, what's next? Like, I was waiting for You're going to have episode. to tell Michelle, like, I'm sorry, you said you weren't going to watch this show, but you need to watch this show. <laughs> it's the best. She enjoyed it the first one, though, the first episode. That's funny. Well, so maybe she will. Yeah. I don't know. I'm loving it. Yeah. Okay. I like it too. So we start off with Casey talking about being happy that Brooks left and I'm still not a Casey fan, but, um, I think by the end of this, I might be, which I don't know. I just like see her changing my being the type that can change my opinion, but I just like really didn't like the way that she treated Brooks. So I feel like after I forget about Brooks, then I might start liking her if that makes (laughs) sense. I don't know. She's she's okay. 
but then we have somebody new enter. So Dean enters the villa and he's divorced and single. So okay, so this is what I like about this. I was under the impression, so I didn't like how I'm like, oh, they all come in and they're dating each other. Like I thought it'd be different people. Well, when then I knew that a couple goes and someone comes in, I thought it was going to be another couple. I actually really like that his ex did not come. And that's how, at least for now, that's how they're doing it. Okay. I was just going to say, do you think his ex is going to come? Because I think that he, she will. Eventually. Maybe, maybe, but. Or maybe it'll be like Temptation Island. I, I don't know. She, she hasn't yet. Interesting. Okay. And you're an episode ahead of me. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Have we had a girl enter yet? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it wasn't and, his ex. And not his ex, because that's who I thought it was going to be. And she does not have an ex there. So now they're bringing okay. in people without their other baggage. So I, I love the format of this. Okay. That's fun. I like that. And I like that, like, they have a therapist so we have dr jada and she leads the next exercise so they have to pair up with the person that you want to go on a date with but it can't be your ex so um the people that we have in pairs are jillian and takor which i like literally wrote out how to pronounce his name it's takor um okay <laughs> Um, Dee Dee and Dean, Blair and Allie, David and Alexis, Casey and Mims, and Ariel and Devin. I was surprised by the winners of this. I did not think by a long shot when they paired up that Jillian and Takor were going to win, but they ended up pulling it out. And David and Alexis also win. So we have... Jillian and David going on another awkward date where they're with somebody else and not with each other, which I think is going to end up driving Jillian insane. Yeah, they're interesting. So can I make a couple points? Yeah. Um, so um, I don't think this was information, at least not that I remember. So we find out a little bit more about the couples. Mm-hmm. So Ariel and Blair split, not just because she wanted to be an influencer. Which is what they made us believe the first episode. They made I was- us believe. He, he cheated on her. And yeah. after that is when she moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. And the fact that she wants him back. It's weird. And the fact that he was like, she said, overweight and kind of this dorky guy. And now he's like this good-looking fit guy and blah, blah, blah. And, um, I just think he, you know, has moved on. I'm not a big Ariel fan. Um, but I do think that's kind of shitty because I would have moved away too for my career if my person had cheated on me. But another cheating thing was, Allie cheated on the other David, Mims. Mm, yes. I was surprised by that. I was shocked by that. Because it seemed... And he still loves her. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Like a lot. So I was very surprised that she... 
that we found that out. So I think those were the two of the, oh, the other thing was, it seems like David does want to get back together with Jillian. Jillian's not exactly sure, but Jillian's also not exploring anything else. And David is. So that's a very interesting dynamic. Uh-huh. Well, if I were him and I was in this situation, I would explore too, because why go over, go after your ex when they're not showing interest in you besides wanting to go on dates with you? It's like almost like she just wants him all for herself and not, but like she doesn't really want him. Yes. Yeah, I really, want anybody else to be with him. I know. And I really like her, but I wish she would figure, figure it out. But one more interesting thing about the couples, um, Alexis was the one that initiated the divorce with Devin. And it doesn't really say why. It didn't say he cheated. But all these couples that were here pretty much, seems to, it seems the women have left the men. Yeah. Which I find interesting. I agree. But it also kind of makes sense, like, how you would get the men onto a show like this then. Yeah. <laughs> So Casey's like really inserting herself into the game, really. And so she tells Brooke oh, Blair, yeah, because she doesn't want to get eliminated. I mean, she wanted Brooks gone, but she wants to stay herself. That was the whole point of her going, clearly. So she tells Blair that Allie isn't attracted to any of the guys, including Mims, which is something that Allie said. Yeah, she did. So, in the end, Allie ends up being the one who gets eliminated. And Brayden says in front of everyone, I do not want, or Blair, in front of everyone, I do not want to pursue anything with you to Ariel. Yeah. I'm done. I'm over it. I have moved on. I felt bad for her in that moment. I did, too. That was kind of harsh. Like, could you not tell her that privately? Um. But yeah. So at this point, I want Nims to walk out and follow Allie because I think they still love each other. Oh. <laughs> um. And. But honestly, I feel like for the show, it was the best best case scenario. You can't get rid of Ariel right now. No, and. Plus, David just, likes Ariel. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, but these people are just, as a whole, so much more likable than people on Temptation Island. I kind of agree with that. So I'm enjoying it more. I'm more invested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I haven't listened yet, but JoJo and Jordan were on Reality Steve's podcast today, and I can't wait to listen. Yes, I do want to listen to that. And then I also want to listen to, I think you said that JoJo and Jordan were on Ben and Ashley's. Mm -hmm. And I want to listen to that. Yeah. That was a, that's when I started watching The Bachelorette. I mean, The Bachelor again. Because I had watched the last part of Bachelor in Paradise the season before. And I got really into it. I didn't know any of the people. So I'm like, shit, I'm just going to have to watch to 
at least know some of them. And I forgotten it had started. So I started watching halfway through. I mean, most of the girls, I think there were seven or eight girls left. So I watched the end of that season and that was rough. But JoJo went through mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. I mean, especially with like what was shown on After the Final Rose and like all yeah. of the reality Steve drama, all of the outlets that picked it up, all of, uh, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm goes, shocked. Like that's gonna be I, such a good interview. Oh my gosh! I, yes, I can't and believe goes, I haven't listened to it. He goes on to be the Bachelorette and continuously talks about. The, I mean, it was like one of the main th- main, not just the main topic, but it was like every conversation. Mm-hmm. Like this girl is she is not over this breakup I, I'm just shocked that her and Jordan are still together to this day I'm happy for her yeah but I thought he don't was they in live in Dallas the, they do I thought he was not in it for the right reasons she gave him the first impression rose I think she wanted him from day one but I was thinking it was kind of a way to get over Ben I thought he was there just to promote his career never in a million years would I have guessed if I could have picked a couple that they would still be together and happy so that. But I, I love it for her. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm very, yeah. And I mean, the way that they are. Okay. So I'll say this about JoJo Jordan. I think that they are complimenting each other well, not just as like a married couple, but also as hosts of a show, which I think are two completely different things, or at least can be. I no, I absolutely agree. And so I'm, they've complimented I'm, each other in their careers too. This yeah. isn't the only endeavor they've done. They have really, they've yeah. made kind of a, a brand out of Jordan and JoJo. They've done it well. I agree. And so, kind of in contrast to that, I did listen to the first two episodes of Bachelor Happy Hour with Joe and Serena, and I. The first episode was basically just them talking about how they're the host. It was like, it was basically like it was one episode, but split into two episodes. And the first half of the episode, the first episode was like how they talked about being the host and taking over and working together or whatever. And then the second episode, they like recapped the premiere. I don't know if I feel the same way about Joe and Serena as I do about jojo and jordan as far as hosting a show goes um i will say that that serena brings a different aspect to bachelor happy hour they did do a best dressed um and a worst dressed which was interesting because none of the bachelor podcasts i've listened to have have done that before we were the first ones and they stole it from us but they must must have been they must have been listening to us exactly (laughs) exactly but but it is very very much it seems like up serena's alley which i'm sure is why they did that um so i did like that but and maybe it'll get better as time goes on because it's like they're new to hosting this podcast or whatever um but yeah i just to like kind of compare the two bachelor nation couples who both have hosting positions right now I think Jojo and Jordan did it better you did it better yeah but like you said they've had more time so time will tell yes exactly 
I mean, and I think that Joe and Serena are a great couple. That's why I was saying earlier, like, I think there's a difference between being a partner in a relationship and being a partner as a host. Because it yeah. just seemed like they were just like, I don't know. Like, going through, like, the motions, kind of. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I really liked Joe on Clickbait a lot. And... It's interesting because I never really was a fan of the episodes that Serena was on. So when, um, and it's not that I don't like Serena. It's just that like their banter, I don't know. I think that it's like almost too personal because they're married. Married, yeah. Like I think it would be like better for him to have banter with somebody who he didn't live with and talk to all day every day if that makes sense yeah that makes sense but yeah do you have any final thoughts on any of these shows that we talked about today nope all right well like i said we will be talking about claim to fame next week we um i'm not quite sure what exactly our schedule will be i go on vacation next friday but um going to nashville right Yeah, so our plan is to go to Taylor Swift in Kansas City on Friday. Then we're going to go down to Arkansas, um, go to Mirror Lake, go to this, like, beautiful waterfall. It's, like, a 0.9-mile hike, so it's not that far. Um, There's, like, a cave there. Um, And, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to going to that because I love when I go on road trips to, like, really enjoy the scenery and the beauty that's around the United States because there's just so much of it that I think is, like, underrated, honestly. It's, like, my favorite part of vacations. So we're doing that, and then we're going to go to Graceland in Memphis, and we're going to stay with his dad. Um, He lives right outside of Nashville for um, a few days, and then we're going to go to Blink-182 in Nashville. So, and I'll be oh, getting... Wow. Y'all are hitting up your both your favorite artists. Yeah, mm-hmm, same trip. Okay. So does he know about... God, I'm blanking on the name. Y'all got to go to the, I'm sure he knows about it. If his dad lives there, this barbecue place in Memphis and it's been it's around. Not, his dad lives outside of Nashville, not Memphis, but we're going to go to Memphis too. But Oh, you're going. Okay. Well, I, I need to, I need to text you the name of it. Cause I'm blanking now, but it was so good that we have actually, they do like ordering that you can send from home. We've actually ordered their, famous like brisket nachos kit interesting okay so amazing and all the food is incredible so i it's been around forever and it's like underground it's really cool so if you have time that's the restaurant i want you to hit up when you're there i think y'all will enjoy it um brent's not a very big fan of barbecue but i know well (laughs) look at the menu and see what else is there yeah okay because I really like barbecue, so. And maybe some, I mean, even just to go, like, to one of Memphis's best-known restaurants, if you can find something. Yeah. So we're going to go to Graceland, I think, and see Elvis's house. That's fun. My mom used to live in Memphis for a period of time, and they lived, um, like, where, like, from her house, you could see Elvis's house. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's really cool. 
I've never been. I've never, I've never toured it. Dude, it's, it's so expensive. But, um, I told you and Michelle this, but my boss gave me, um, a little bonus to have fun on my vacation, just a little bit. And I think that that's, I'm going to spend that on going to see Elvis's house. I think that's great. I think you should definitely yeah, spend it on something you really want to do, but you want to have invested your money in. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, we were like thinking about it and talking about it anyways, but then, um, Brent like sent me like how much it is. And it's like, it's like $80 each. I was like, geez, I knew it would be expensive, but I was expecting it to be more like 50. And he's like, well, there is a $50 ticket, but you don't get to go inside. No. What? What's? what's <laughs> yeah. Like, what? I was like, okay, well then obviously you like have to get the $80 ticket. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Defeats the purpose, but okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think that's what I'm going to spend it on is going cool. to see Elvis's house. So, I mean, that's also like a big part of like history, music history, all that. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but I wake up like four hours earlier than Brent. So I'm thinking theoretically, I should, if I bring my laptop, which I'm obviously going to, I should have time to um, watch shows before he wakes up in the mornings while I'm just like sitting there waiting for him to wake up. <laughs> And yeah, and like potentially podcast too, hopefully. So yeah. But yeah, thank you everyone so much for tuning in and we will see you soon. Not sure how soon, but soon. <laughs>